0: golf and rock and roll? Not logical, but it is fascinating.
1: Playing down
2: that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going
3: before
4: the drive.
0: The Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 the game.
4: Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I 4 in the house. Holly G, and some of my favorite Golf Insider friends on the eve of the first major of the 2016 season, the Masters. There it is. The iconic music to get us in the mood. And because it's a major, we have the one, the renown. Dr. Bob Winters in the house to get us into the psychology. Of preparing for the first major of the year. Dr. Bob, it's always so awesome to have you here. And a newcomer, one of our favorite loyal listeners for years in the house, my good friend Kevin Sternett, assistant professional out at the Golden Bear Club at Keens Point, and Will Perry, president of Evolve, social media wizard. Of Orlando and the former marketing director at Gary Gilchrist Academy so we are loaded here in the golf house tonight and so much to talk about our special masters coverage is being brought to you by swing click swing click is the world's number one transition golf trainer that helps you master the timing tempo and rhythm of your swing if you want to maintain a smooth rhythmic swing, just like the pros, and we know that's going to get tested this week at the Masters, check out SwingClick Plus online www.swingclickgolf.com. We thank everyone at SwingClick for this special special coverage tonight. And uh, Dr. Bob, oh my goodness, so uh, so many storylines shaping up here. Uh, for this Masters. They've been talking about it the past three days on the Golf Channel and every other sports outlet going, but we've got so many storylines developing here between uh, Jordan Spieth, the possibility of going back-to-back here with wins. We have Rory on uh, the, the possibility of completing his Grand Slam, only the sixth man to have done that. Jason Day could be back-to-back majors for him after winning the PGA last year and would be back-to-back-to-back wins. I mean, he played at the Arnold Palmer, won at the WGC. Of course, Phil Mickelson. We know Phil loves this tournament more than anybody on the planet. Three-time champ going for his fourth green jacket. Where do we start, Dr. Bob? Put me on the couch! Well,
1: I'll tell you what, you know, for the— Listening viewers out there, what you are really missing is Holly G, who is sporting an unbelievable Masters green sweatshirt here, and you're looking very spring-like and very azalea-like. It looks fantastic. But this is the rite of passage. This is sort of the opening of spring. And for all the snowbirds up north, everyone waits for this event. And I have a brother who lives in Kauai, Hawaii, who is glued to the TV set and must be for 72 hours straight. I mean, he is just a golf nut like there are millions and millions of people. So nothing is like this event. You know, I always love to go to Augusta. Uh, I'm here doing some other things, doing some filming and also uh, speaking for the Atlantic sun conference. I'm their speech, uh, uh, their head speaker here this Sunday, a great women's event. But, uh, Everyone loves to watch Augusta, whether you are at Augusta or on TV. And I've always said the very best place to watch Augusta, if you're not there, is right in front of right in front of the TV, you know, with your own refreshments, and and you're glued there for a long time. So it's it's going to be a great great week, and I've been ready for it for a long time.
4: Except you do miss the uh, egg salad and pimento sandwiches uh, for a dollar ninety five, uh, at on the grounds of Augusta, hand wrapped in that. Green tissue paper.
1: Everything's green. It's like going to Oz, you know, the Wizard of Oz. And uh, and that's what everybody wants. Everyone, you know, wants to put on that green jacket. And And you talked already about Rory McElroy and Jason Day and Jordan Spieth. But this year, and, and this year, you know, separate from anything that I can remember, there are so many possibilities of the winner for 2016. It's, it's really up in the air. And even if you take a look at the Par 3 contest today, uh, before, you know, today there were always, you know, I think the record was five aces. Today we had nine hole in ones during the par three tournament and the oldest player in, in the Masters, uh, Gary Player at 80 years old on the first hole, drops it in the hole and makes an ace on his first hole out. So, hey, what a kickoff to the Masters, you know, the 80th Masters this year. So it's 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 quite quite an event.
4: Well, as Jim Nance always says, you know, one for the ages. And uh, the Masters never disappoints because you see, you know, many of the veterans that rise to the top. Freddie Couples, you know, has played well in this tournament for years. Mark O'Meara had a run last year for a couple of days and finished, I think, tied for 23rd. Ernie Els. So, you know, now we've got, the, of course, the 30-somethings. We've got the 40-somethings. We've got, you know, the new kids on the block. We've got this amateur uh, Bryson DeChambeau, that all eyes are on, with his unorthodox uh, uh, way about going about the the golf game. That who knows what's going to happen. He he could be the first amateur to to win the Masters.
1: And let's not forget a fifty something superstar in Bernhard Langer, who I've had the chance, you know, to. And when I was right there, you know, helping him in nineteen eighty five win his first Masters. Uh, here's a guy at his age who could actually contend because. If you drive the ball straight and sufficiently long at Augusta, it is always a second shot. It's always an approach shot golf course because of the contours of the greens. And if you putt reasonably well and get that ball close and put it in the right mounds and get the right rolls, uh, you can actually run the table. So don't count Bernhard Langer out. I'll tell you what, I know he doesn't count himself out. And when you talk about mental toughness, Bernhard Langer is right there at the top of my list.
4: Yeah, wouldn't that be something? And, uh, of course, there's Adam Scott, who won twice in the Florida Swing, has his own green jacket, uh, the first Australian to bring home the green jacket after we know some of the many disappointments of Greg Norman over the years. And, you know, he's looking to become a two-time winner. We have Bubba looking for his hat trick to become a three-time winner. I mean, this this is just loaded.
1: And don't forget some of the first-timers coming in. I mean, you've got Kevin Kisner, who only lives about 20 minutes from Augusta. So that's kind of in his backyard. Vaughn Taylor, who is one of Augusta's own, he's in the field as well. So I think, you know, Kevin Kisner is sort of my my sleeper pick. I think this guy, his first year, and sometimes you're kind of flying under the radar. You don't have those huge expectations, and you do really well. If you take a look at Jason Day back in uh, 2011, I think where he finished second, uh, he came in flying under the radar. He really didn't have any expectations. He said, let's just go play golf. And he even said in his press conference over the last you know, couple of years, he's tried too hard. He wanted it too bad. Uh, and so now he's coming in pretty hot. And I think the other thing, you take a look at someone like Rory McElroy who wants to win the Grand Slam. He even came uh, a couple of days later. He didn't really get here early because he didn't want to put all those huge expectations like this is the one. So you have to fight, you know, the battle of your own mind, the expectations, the wantism, the triosity. And everyone has their own personal uh, master's event at their local club. But you think about it, you know, and multiply that times a hundred times. These guys want to be there Sunday. They want to be in Ike's cabin. They want to be there. So uh, everybody, you know, wants to bring their A game. And i tell you what, this is pretty much an open field. And, and I'm really anxious to see all of the mental and emotional jousting that's going to go on out there, plus some great golf.
4: Is Ricky Fowler going to break through and win his first major Speaking of a guy who I think tries a little too hard at this tournament, Matt Kuchar, who is still yet to win a major. And another Georgia boy, Patrick Reed, went to school there, uh, you know, gunning for a major.
1: Well, you've got also Louis Oosthuizen. You've got Henrik Stenson. I mean, the list. Charles goes, Schwartzel. The list goes on and on. I think it's really important to see that Charles was there with his wife on the putting green on Monday. And she was giving him some real hard instructions. So we always talk about, you know, having your own sports psychologist. And Ben Hogan used to say his sports psychologist was Valerie. So here you have Charles have his wife saying, "Hey, you need to do this." But years ago, I remember, you know, Payne Stewart's, you know, wife said, "Listen, you need to keep your head still during the last round, the U.S. Open at Pinehurst." And by golly, you know, he took her advice and went on to win. So let's see what Charles can do with his wife's, you know, advice. So. Pretty good advice.
4: Well, we've got a lot of golf to talk about in the next hour as we are on the eve of the first major, the Masters, in the house, Dr. Bob Winters. We're going to talk a lot more about the psychology of preparing for a major. Nothing bigger or defines nerves and maintaining your rhythm and focus than that back nine at Augusta on Sunday. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, ninety six nine, The Game. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 on the eve of the biggest stage in golf. Yes, the 80th Masters Championship in the house with me, the one, the only renowned sports psychologist for the David Ledbetter Academies worldwide, but he's based here in Orlando and in the house tonight, Dr. Bob Winters, to break down some of what the players might be feeling on the eve of the biggest tournament of the year. And also, Kevin Sternett. Assistant golf professional out at Golden Bear at Keens Point. Kevin's been to the Masters many times. We're going to get your thoughts in a minute, Kevin, as we're going to go live to the press room. You can find us on Facebook at The Golf Insiders and tweet us at The Golf Insiders. Will Perry, do you have a question for our listeners tonight?
5: I do. Golf Insiders fans, you know that we had to come with you tonight with the Masters trivia, so I hope you guys can get this one. Can you name the only left handed golfers to have won the Masters? It's not a trick question, I promise, but tweet us at the Golf Insiders on Twitter. Also, give a shout out to Dr. Bob on Twitter as well, at Dr. Bob uh, Winters. Hopefully, we'll get some good answers from you guys tonight.
4: We'll waste uh, no time but go live to the press room with one of our favorite Golf Insiders, and our man just up the road in Jacksonville the senior golf writer for the times union gary smith hello my friend
6: hey holly how you doing
4: doing well what's happening there in the press room at augusta
6: well some interesting conversations going on as we talked to players the last couple of days and maybe it's something that dr bob there can chime in on but the issue of uh preparation uh Overdoing it or not, you know. Jason Day, for example, got here last Friday, and he's been going at it pretty hard. Rory McIlroy, on the other hand, has decided to change. He didn't get here until Tuesday, and uh, and Phil Mickelson, who's won it three times, and he should know. We're talking about sometimes guys spend so much time on the course trying to figure out where to where to miss, and you know where the best way to chip it from is how they're going to play it if they miss a green to this pin on Saturday and all that. And their games itself are not sharp, and you could you could know of course frontwards and backwards like the back of your hand, but if you're not sharp, then it's not going to matter. And you know it, it's kind of one of those things where you, you don't you don't know what works until you actually win one of these. Then you can go back and say, well this this is this is what works. So you know that's the thing. You know, it, it, where's the line between over preparing and being a little bit too lackadaisical about it? And uh, a lot of different opinions, a lot of different approaches.
1: Well, Gary, I think that's a really good perspective because I was watching both Jason Day and Rory's uh, press conferences talking just about those issues. Mm -hmm. And Rory, you know, he's been really forcing it and really wanting it, you know, too bad. And I think he said, I've just been putting too much pressure on myself. So if I come in and just sort of do just what he says, just sort of my pattern work, you know, not minimal work, but pattern work. Things I always do Mm -hmm. to get ready for a tournament, you know, so, you know, not making it over, you know, overvaluing it or not undervaluing it, but just doing what he does best, which is play Rory McIlroy golf. And I think Jason Day echoed those same sentiments. They're only probably playing nine holes. But Jason Day said something, and I want to get your opinion on this. The Masters has the best practice area in the world, bar none. And Jason Day said it's like a kid in a candy shop. You could be out there mm-hmm. all day and overwork it, and almost leave your game on the range. You know, could you address that as well?
6: Yeah, he's right about that. I mean, they've got uh, they've got tremendous tees. They got every possible in an area for every possible short game shot. Uh, they got flags for every possible distance, yardage, things like that. And I, I never in, in 2012 when I was fortunate enough to play here where they did the lottery the day after the, the tournament, um, we're out on the range warming up and, and the caddies were cleaning our clubs and stuff like that and it was so gorgeous that the guy next to me said, "How much to just join the range? I don't want to join the club, I just want to join the range." <laughs> and that was, you know, and he and he, and he was right. He, you know, he almost could stand out there and never have to worry about going out on the golf course and play golf because you'd be so happy hitting balls. And that scenery, of course, they only open the range uh, for they, they, like in November, December, January, everything. That range is not open for members. They've got another one, everything. So that's why the thing looks so pristine, you know. But you're right about that, and that gets into that issue: of do, you, do you do you grind on a range or do you go play golf? Well, I range you're, you're you're hitting the wind's always the same direction, you know. The, the, the feel of it is, but. You go out and play, and okay, I got to hit it under this tree branch, and then get it high enough to get over that water hazard, you know. So there's another balance that you have to make.
1: Well, I think that's exactly right. I think that's why Rory McElroy went out with one ball the other day and played about 18 holes because he really wanted to play a scoring round. And like I'm always telling my players who are at Augusta. They do not put a green jacket on you for warming up well or having a good practice session. It's about what you do mm-hmm. during tournament week.
6: Yeah. Lanny Watkins told me an interesting story when he went in the Hall of Fame that, you know, him and his brother Bobby, who was on the tour for a while, they grew up on a golf course, didn't have a range. You know, there people realize this. There are a number of public golf courses and everything that have maybe a putting green but not a range. He said, well, he said, you know, we, we – we played golf. We went out there, especially the summer, we played 54 holes, and you learned how to handle situations. He said, you know, anybody can stand out there and just dig up the, the, the dirt. And uh, I think this is a course where uh, as much as Jason Day wants to stay out there in a range, and he said you had to force yourself to get away from it, that really playing golf is the way that you, you learn this golf course.
4: Well, you mentioned, playing, the, playing it. You, you mentioned the wind, Gary, and, of course, the other big topic has been the weather that's going to roll in tonight, uh-huh. I guess, with some rain and some pretty uh, pretty intense winds, 20 to 25 miles an hour, which um, either suddenly levels the playing field or will knock a few guys out, you know, who don't necessarily like to play in the wind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what are, you, what are your feelings on what, what the course is well, going to be it, like?
6: It, yeah. It's it's firm and fast right now. Uh, yesterday, you guys were talking about on Tuesday, the greens were just as fast as they would be on a Saturday, maybe borderline Sunday. Uh, you know, the weather forecast can, you know, sometimes it's not as dire as as they say it is. And the sun's supposed to come out tomorrow. It's supposed to be like zero percent chance of rain Thursday all the way through Sunday. It's going to be cool. There's going to be a little bit of wind on on Thursday and Friday. It might die down a little bit, uh, but I still think that it's not going to be enough rain that's going to preclude the course from really getting the sub air out there, the club from getting the sub air out there and sucking the moisture out or sucking as much as they want to out of there. Uh, they got four inches of rain a couple weeks ago, uh, but not too much since then. So, it, it it But it may be as firm and fast as we've seen it for a number of years. It was soft last year, uh, you know, semi-soft the year before. Uh, so you're, you're right? It, it, Davis Love was telling me that he likes Firm and Fast because he's 51 years old, and he says this gives him a little bit more run out, you know, but it also gives Rory and Jason a little bit more run out. And instead of 320, they might hit a 335 or something. So uh, the wind players, the guys from Europe, uh, a guy like Ricky Fowler who played golf at Oklahoma State will, will do very well if the conditions are as they are promised. Now somebody said, well, Rory's from Ireland, Remember a few years ago where Rory complained at an open championship about how he just didn't like those kind of weather conditions those kind of wind conditions. And think about the courses that Rory's played well. Target golf, T P C sawgrass, uh, uh Kewa. Kewa island. Yep. Uh yeah, he Rory's from Europe and he's played you know, in, in Ireland, but he doesn't really like the wind. You know, and, and isn't the best wind isn't as good a wind Coming from where he came
4: from. Yeah, you would you would think that. Um let's let's talk for a minute about a guy that uh I don't know if he's feeling any nerves. He's come out of his coma yet, but uh Jim Herman, who made that amazing shot on sixteen uh at the Shell Houston and grinds his way to uh win the tournament and get the last spot at the Masters. Yeah,
6: it it's it's you know, you the superstars carry this sport, kinda like Nascar, but Every now and then, you, you need the Jim Herman stories, and and you know hopefully he'll contend. He, you never know whether somebody's going to be just so broad-eyed about the whole process. You know, Craig Perks had that miracle finish to the players and comes to his first Masters and he shot like 77, 76. Uh, Johnson Wagner uh, got here by winning the Houston Open and everything, and 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 he bombed. Uh, sometimes you just you you you're looking around, you're heading the clouds and you're smelling the Azaleas, which is a natural human reaction to this. I, I I I get it completely. And uh you hope for the best. The process, the story by which Jim got here is is tremendous. And you know what? This this guy didn't win the John Deere Classic where there was, you know, two guys in the top twenty in the field. Think of the guy, you know, Henrik Sensen finished second, Justin Johnson finished third. At different times, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth were in contention. Charles Forsberg were in contention, and he tops them all. So uh, I-, I really hope that he goes out and he, and he-, and he has a good tournament, makes the cut, kind of completes the process on that. But, you know, people shouldn't be overly surprised. Jim Herman's 38. He's been up and down from the Web.com Tour to the PGA Tour five or six times, a lot of mini-tour events, but he's played a lot of golf. He's played an awful lot of golf, and he's got a lot of different kind of shots and he also puts pretty well because when you're playing on the Teardrop Tour and the and the and the Moonlight Tour and the target Tour, you're not always putting on great greens. So when they do put them on really good greens, they're
4: not bad. Yeah, no, he uh, he certainly looked. He looked in the zone. He looked comfortable out there on uh, Sunday, and I I think that's again another one of the great storylines. And he's, and he's- and he's Donald Trump's boy, you know. That's right. You're carrying that name on your bag, man. You don't, you don't want to have to, you know, sit and get that uh, that little that little <laughs> conversation after after a big win like that. It's pretty well, pretty the impressive. Good, the, the,
6: good, the good news for him is that uh, most of the PGA Tour players who are politically inclined are probably supporting Donald Trump anyway. So that's not going to stick out like any kind of a sore thumb out here. Hey, Gary. Uh, it's not like.
4: Before, before I let you go, I know you've got to get back to work. Um, if you were to take mm-hmm. the Masters champions versus the field, which way would you go?
6: If it's firm and fast and a little bit windy, I think that guys who have won here before are the national favorites. And uh, the Augusta Chronicle usually goes around the media center and asks uh, guys to pick favorites, and they publish it. And I'm going with Bubba Watson. He's Ooh. won this twice. Uh, you know, everybody was wondering. Well, he, he was he was he was in, he was in bed Sunday and and part of Tuesday and everything bad sinus infection. You know, you wonder about the 60 minutes interview where he revealed a lot of personal stuff, perhaps more than than uh, you know other people. Some people would have. Uh, however, everybody forgets for the. Bubba Watson has won more recently than Jordan Spieth or Rory McIlroy. Bubba Watson has uh, about six or seven top tens in the PGA tour season. and Everything he's playing, he's playing very well right now. And, uh, he's won the tournament in the even odd and even number of years. And in both of those years, he had a top three finish at Doral for whatever that means. I'm just kind of reading tea leaves here, but, uh, I wouldn't discount him playing and he sounded very, very relaxed yesterday. I wouldn't discount him playing very well here.
4: Well, I, I wouldn't either. And, uh, a third green jacket uh, would be pretty pretty impressive for for Bubba's that's, career.
6: That is tremendous company right there, and uh, he's already won two, with you know nobody who has won two or more masters is not in the Hall of Fame with the exception Tiger and Phil, and they're going to be. so:
4: all right, Gary Smiths. Is from the Times Union right up the road in Jacksonville. We'd be checking in with you when we come around to the uh, players championship. Have a great week and weekend, my friend. Thanks so much.
6: Okay, looking looking forward to it. Thank
4: you. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 969 the game. Stay with us. Much more Masters golf talk coming up. Old Winter Garden Road shut down east and west by- We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Dr. Bob Winters, renowned sports psychologist out at the David Ledbetter Academy Champions Gate here in Orlando. So lucky to have you in the house tonight, Dr. Bob. And we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor for our master's coverage, Swing Click Plus, one of the number one training devices on Amazon last year. If you haven't had a chance to try out a swing click, you want to master your timing, tempo, and rhythm, get yourself a swing click. Go online at swingclickgolf.com. And Dr. Bob, hey, we've had a lot of conversation out there. If any of our listeners want to tweet us at the Golf Insiders or check us out on Facebook, the Golf Insiders, and uh, Mr. Will. What's so, uh, the scoop on the question?
5: So, Dr. Bob, you uh, care to take a stab at our first trivia question tonight? All right. Three
1: left-handed Masters champions. Exactly. All right. Let's start off with Mike Weir. I believe he won in 2003. Then we go with Phil Mickelson. And then we have Bubba Watson. Phil winning three times. Bubba's won two Masters. So I think out of the last 12, 13 years, we've had six of the Masters champions being left-handed. So Weir, Mickelson, and and Watson
5: a little bit of an advantage there for the lefties obviously we weren't going to sneak that one past you but
1: well it's interesting when we talk about you know left-handed golfers versus right-handed golfers we see uh, a lot more people you know getting you know left-handed clubs and learning the game from the other side and Greg Norman just recently was talking about how Augusta National really favors left-handed golfers And if you take a look at history over the past you know, 12 13 years you have, you know, that you know, living proof right there in Weir, Mickelson, and Watson, because holes like 13 and 15, especially 13, uh, I know they're talking about, you know, lengthening, you know, Augusta National. You know, I hope they don't. they at 13 because that's such a a go for broke type hole. Uh, they used to talk about the right-handers have to take a three wood or they actually drive it through the fairway, but a left-hander can step up there and hit that little butter cut with a driver and get an extra 30, 40, 50 yards of roll there, and it makes that second shot into 13 uh, a real go for an eagle or, you know, sure birdie possibility. So uh, Greg Norman is one smart cookie, and uh, even though he's come close to winning a green jacket, you know, many times, uh, he was making a nice observation. So that's that's really the answer. So that's the correct answer, right, Will? Exactly. exactly. Well, fantastic. Well, I'm glad, you know, I got that one. So... Uh, you know we've we've got you know so many different things to talk about tonight, Holly. So. Well,
4: Kevin, uh, I want to bring you in. You've been to Augusta six times, I think you mentioned. And uh, what was it like for you the first time that you were on the hallowed grounds at Augusta? Uh,
2: it was uh, you're very much in awe. You get there, you go through, uh, you know, you walk through. You come Magnolia to the Lane. Yeah, well, you don't get to drive down Magnolia Lane.
4: You can walk down it though. You
2: can walk down it, but you don't get a chance to drive down it. But you, you know, you walk out uh you see the putting green you see the first tee uh now when i was there it was decades ago so it was all fairway there was actually no rough there at that time so it's been a long time since i've been there but i still remember it like i was there last year uh and the thing that you're most in awe about is how how uh, undulating everything is you know you see on sunday when the pros are walking up 18 but you don't understand when you're standing on 18 green how far down you can see you can see 17 and 14 and 13 and and, and through the trees, it's absolutely an awe of how much undulation there is out there.
4: I actually heard it I might have even been Gary Player, but of course, we know what a you know fitness uh, f- fanatic he's been all of his life, and that's why he's still out there swinging it and swinging it smoothly at 80. But he was saying that you know, having strong legs is really important at Augusta for that very reason because of the you know, changes in, in the elevation and. Uh, But also when you, you know, until you can see those greens up close and see, you know, when you see some of these, the most, you know, probably famous uh, chip we can think of is Tiger when he chipped in on 16 and where he placed it and, you know, how it ended up in the cup. But, uh, you know, Dr. Bob, it really becomes a lot about, about angles when you're out there playing Augusta.
1: Well, it is. If you think, you know, a normal putting green has anywhere from like two to perhaps four degrees of slope. But you think about Augusta National, and some of those mounding, some of those undulations have anywhere from 7 to 10 degrees of slope. Now, you put, you know, green speeds on the stint meter, 12, 12 and a half, 13, as they get sometimes at Augusta. And you get that ball rolling on a 6 to 7 to 8 degree slope. I mean, that ball is just a runaway train. And that's why you see so many balls. By the best players in the world, the elite of the elite, the top gun of golf, they actually putt balls off the green. And I remember watching Seve Ballesteros four putt from six feet there on Rosebud, number 16. And they asked him, you know, after it was all said and done in the uh, press room, they said, how did you four putt from six feet? And Seve, in his wonderful Spanish humor, said, well, the first one I miss, the second one I miss, the third one I I miss? miss, the fourth one, it go in. And they all started laughing. And he goes, hey, I was trying to make every one. He goes, I focused on every one. He goes, but that's golf. And that's really what I want people to understand is that missing is just as much a part about putting as making putts. And you have to live with those misses and get over those misses and actually go on to make the next putt because the person... That actually hits great iron shots. That has a great chipper, good, great wedge, uh, and has a great putter. Will have a good week at Augusta, and you only have to look any further to see short game wizard Phil Mickelson. Because I, th- I think he's really one of these uh, dark horses. It's not really a dark horse; he's a past champion, but I think he has a real good chance this year.
4: Well, I want to bring in one of our, one of our favorite golf insiders, who's just returned from the LPGA Tour's first major of the year. The 2016 Anna Inspiration, Ana Inspiration, out at Mission Hills. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Hi, Steve.
3: How are you, Holly? Great to be with you.
4: Oh ah, yes. Uh, I know. Uh, are you at Augusta? I know you're. You're yeah. in the area. Yeah. Are you? Yes.
3: Yes. It was. Uh, it was a quick turnaround. But yeah.
4: Yeah, that's what I. That's what I thought. So, uh, quickly, your thoughts on uh, Lydia Ko? I mean, again. We're we're talking about major champions. Wow, she is uh, again setting more records uh, with her second major championship title. The second youngest um, to to win, and uh, really just a uh, steady steady as she hit that clutch shot into 18, uh, a foot from the pin to knock in that birdie and walk away with her second major title.
3: Yeah, it's uh, you know it's pretty incredible, and and uh, I think Holly, if you will recall, somebody. Uh Buddy, on your program, picked Lydia to win last week. Yes, uh, he
4: did. Know, yes, you did.
3: Hey. Um, and, and, look, I, I, it, it was a pretty easy call. I mean, look, she is as she's the best player in the world for a reason, and that reason is not that she overpowers golf courses, not that she hits miraculous shots, but that she makes the fewest mistakes, not just of any woman in the game, but anyone in the game. I mean, when she, she rarely misses fairways, when she does, she's never completely out of play. Uh, and when she does put herself in a bad position, she normally takes the conservative route out because she has such a great putter that she's able to get it up and down and save pars, which she did consistently again and again in the final round in the desert until she, like you say, she stuffed the uh, 87 yards wedge at 18 to a foot.
4: Unbelievable. And she's 18 years old. I mean, you know, she is just setting records off the charts here. And I know, Dr. Bob, uh, she she works with David Ledbetter and, and you've worked with her. She is really something.
1: Well, she really is something. And, Steve, I, I think, you know, that something that sets the tone for a major champion is I think a week before she had actually double hit a putt, I think, at the tournament before her calm demeanor, her composure, and I'd like for you to kind of address that a little bit because that's what Lydia really has that separates her you know, head and shoulders above some of these other players. It's just she is so mature for her 18 years.
3: It is astonishing, isn't it? And quite frankly, when she turned pro and came out at 16, there were a number of us who were who worried for her. We thought she's too young. We thought this is a... You know, this is a little girl and with a with a fragile teenage psyche, and it's an awfully big world that could gobble her up very easily. Uh, and quite frankly, not only has that not happened, we've been shocked at how mature she has been. She is far uh, wiser and older than her years would ever indicate. And uh, I think you see it not just on the golf course, but off in in the way she could conduct herself in the media and with fans and and in. In these settings with sponsors, she was part of the uh, the ANA Women and Ins- uh, Inspiring Women for Sports uh, conference on Tuesday of of last week, and uh, was was tremendous. had you know had the entire audience in stitches with Missy Franklin, the swimmer, who she'd never met until she walked out on stage with her. It's um it reminds me a lot of Arnold Palmer in his prime in almost every way.
4: Wow, that is uh that's that's quite a. Quite a recommend, rec, recognition there, no doubt about it. Hey, Steve, um, I know you've covered the Masters many, many times. You live in Atlanta, you know the area well. Um, what you know? What do you think about this weather that's coming in? And um, you know, who who are you? Who's on your radar? and, and who's your sleeper?
3: Well, the, the, the weather, it's going to rain tonight. That's not going to be the issue. I don't think the rain is going to affect the golf course very much. It's the wind that's coming in behind it, and that is always going to be a challenge at Augusta. And it doesn't take much. Uh, you know, one front blows through, and, you, you know, you get some breezes along on that back side. Suddenly, even par becomes a very good score. Um, look, I, I like the guys who, who are patient, uh, the, the guys who understand that there's going to be a bogey out there, maybe even a double bogey, but it does it's not going to kill your round or kill your turn, some of the, some of the things that happen on that course. Uh, Jason Day is one of those players. I think he is—he uh, has played so well there uh, before uh, and probably should have won a couple of times. And uh, I think he is—he feels as though he's got a lot to prove and, of course, being number one in the world now, he's, uh, he's certainly – Got the game to, to go out there and get it done.
4: Well, the question I've been asking is if you were to take the Masters champions of versus the field, which is your pick? Uh,
3: you mean past champions? Past I
4: champions, past cha- yes.
3: I, w- I would take past champions only because, well, for, for two reasons, they've got Jordan Spieth and Bubba Watson on that list.
4: Well, that's 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 a pretty good that's a pretty good roll of the dice, to say the least.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you, when you say when you look at the, the the most recent past champions, when you've got Adam Scott, the way he's playing, Jordan Spieth, the way he played last week, the way he finished last week, and Bubba Watson, the way he's played all year, I mean, those three right there are, uh, you know, that's a pretty good team to have.
4: What's your gut saying? We, we've we got about a minute to go.
3: Uh, my gut says that it's either uh, Jason Day or Bubba Watson.
4: Ooh, you're the second one to pick Bubba tonight. There's a lot of bu- bubble love going on up there at Augusta.
3: Well, a, the bubble loves the golf course. <laughs> and when he likes when he likes the setting and when he enjoys the golf course, uh, he's, he's tough to beat.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, as always, Steve, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. We'll let you go back to work. Steve Eubanks, Global Golf Post, up at Augusta National. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96 9 the game. Stay with us. We've got more golf talk. Back, the Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk on the eve of the Masters. Ooh, gives me goosebumps in the house, Holly G, along with Dr. Bob Winters. It's like Christmas Eve for us golfers. And uh, hey, timing, tempo, and rhythm are critical elements to winning, whether you're a tour player staring down your first major championship or an amateur trying to win your club championship or member guest. If you want to master your timing, tempo, and rhythm, you need a Swing Click Plus, the world's number one transition trainer. If you want to maintain a smooth, rhythmic swing like the pros, get yourself a Swing swing, Click Plus, SwingClickGolf.com. We thank them for their special coverage of the Masters on the Golf Insiders tonight. And Will Perry, a big shout out to all our listeners through social media tonight.
5: Absolutely, and don't forget to uh, follow Swing Click Golf on Twitter as well at Swing Click Golf. So, final trivia question for you guys here tonight. Promise, it's not a trick question, but however, we'll go with it. And nonetheless, uh, and Doctor Bob, no answering this one yet. Maybe later. What's the name of number eighteen at Augusta? Tweet us at the Golf Insiders. Back to you, Holly.
4: Yes, and it happens to be one of my favorite flowers. And namesakes. I'll give you that clue. And uh, with no further delays, there's another big, big event going on simultaneously with the Masters this week. And for all of you memorabilia fans and collectors out there, you want to listen up right now. Because uh, there is a major golf auction that is going online right now with some historic collectible items. Vintage golf balls first edition golf book as well as the coolest postcard signed by Bobby Jones himself announcing the opening of Augusta National Golf Club back in 1933. This stuff is so cool, and I'm so happy to be able to have the owner of the golf auction on the line live from Augusta, Kip Engel. Thank you so much for being with the Golf Insiders.
0: Pleasure to be back with you again, Holly, as we uh, get closer. And like you said, it's... uh... It's Christmas Eve, and uh, Christmas Eve for the players as they go to the tee box tomorrow and certainly for the collectors as we will have our auction wrap-up on Sunday, and a lot of them are looking forward to filling their, uh, their stockings with some of these items.
4: Well, this has been a 10-day t- online auction. I know that you have a, a number of, you know, a wide variety of items. People can go on and bid, you know, vintage golf balls, signature golf balls, a lot of autographed items. You know, whether you have ten dollars to bid or, you know, I, I saw some some things climbing up the the bidding scale there at five thousand and ten thousand dollars. It's pretty exciting just to go on and watch.
0: Well, thank you. I'm glad that you uh, you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, some of the some of the higher end things of note are uh, the actual ball that uh, that Kerry Middlecoff used in winning the 1955 Masters and. Uh, he signed it to our consigner, who was the announcer on the 18th hole at Augusta. That's certainly exciting, and everyone this year uh, is very interested in, in Arnold Palmer as well as they are every Masters, even even though now it's uh, 52 uh, years since uh, Mr. Palmer won his last Masters. But uh, we have the golf ball that he used in 1958 when he won his first Masters, Holly. So those are exciting also two U.S. Open champions in Ben Hogan and Ed Fergal golf balls that they used in winning their event as well.
4: Well, I know not only, um, you know, you have the collectibles, but you're also looking for anybody that might be interested in selling any items. So um, if they want to do that, how do they contact you? We've just got about a minute left.
0: Well, absolutely, Holly, and that's the golf auction and a You can simply reach us by doing a Google search of the golf auction or we have a phone number 866-842-0268. Always interested in hearing things that people have. It could be vintage things like Masters uh, related material, but it could certainly be something like a a high-end Scotty Cameron club or a uh, head cover for a Scotty Cameron club, something of that. So always interested to talk.
4: All right, Kip. Thank you so much, and good luck. The auction wraps up Sunday, April 10th. Go online. You can uh, you can text, or you can call in your bids, or you can bid online. Thegolfauction.com. Thegolfauction.com. Kip, thanks so much for for being with us.
0: Pleasure as always, Holly. Thanks, thanks for so much.
4: Us. All right, guys. Uh, Doctor Bob, what do you think's going to be the key here? You know, they talk over and over about having patience patience at the masters what does that look like
1: well i'll tell you what par p-a-r stands for patience it stands for an attitude of acceptance and it stands for resiliency you've got to have those three things and i tell you what the last man in jim herman is the first man out tomorrow with steve bodich and i want to you know do a shout out to him and wish him all all participants a great masters it's going to be a great week
4: it sure is who you who are you going for dr bob as we Head out tonight.
1: I've got Louis Oosthuizen.
4: Ooh, Kevin Sternett. Henrik Stenson. Ooh, I am. Uh, I'm going. I'm going with Jordan for a uh, for a two peat. He's he's my man, and of course, uh, Sergio Garcia, because you know he's my he's my he's my hidden heart throb. And I'd like to see a European win. They haven't won since 1999. Will Perry. Five minutes. Five seconds to go.
5: <laughs> Give us. Jake Bubba Watson too. Hard to go against the lefty trend.
4: Ooh, all right, Bubba, it is. All right, it's going to be a very special weekend, the Masters. We'll be back next week, the Golf Insiders. We love you. Bye-bye.